Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome back to another installment of New Books in Poetry's month-long celebration of the chapbook, Chapbook of Palooza. I'm your host, Jen Fitzgerald. I would like to offer a warm welcome to Nikki Walsh-Legger. Nikki's work has been featured in Spork, Likewise Folio, Horseless Review, Storyscape Journal, Coconut, The Account, Fanzine, and others. She is the author of the chapbook, The Frogs at Night, Shirt Pocket Press, and the chapbook, I Would Be the Happiest Bird, Horseless Press. Her first full-length book of poems, Houses, is forthcoming from Horseless Press in 2015. She is also an assistant poetry editor at Coconut Poetry and lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you for having me, Jen. So let's talk about the unifying mechanism throughout the collection. What made you choose different types of birds as your anchoring image? Well, um, I grew up in northern Wisconsin, and these are all birds that are native to Wisconsin. So they have been birds that have always been around in my life, either with my family, with their decor and their collections of things, or just birds that I would see outside my window. So I wanted to use them as kind of a jumping-off point for commentary um, about where I used to live and the problems that I had living there, and just wanted to make a whole world based on those birds. So had you had ideas about, like, you know, because when I see a bird, I definitely I make different connotations for different birds. So when you entered into the world of the poem, did the birds already sometimes have a meaning, or did the poem give them that meaning? I think both, definitely. Um, Because a lot of the bird poems um, have memories associated with them. Mm -hmm. So they would help create the poem, but then the poem would start to create itself as I went on. So So I'd love to hear some of these. Could you start us off with the first poem, Canadian Geese? Certainly. No sun for a week, and I've not left the house. I order olive pizza. I sit on the internet for hours. I refuse phone calls. I intensify my solitude because commerce is scaring me again. Bored in lumbering stores, gray and disorientated from coffee and Coumadin after the holidays. No one wants a new car or the slovenly gas they have to pour into it. The homogenous fumes treated with RBGH and the demonic radio phase of paranoia after a school shooting in Connecticut. Everyone is unhappy while our conservative relatives preach against the produce aisle. Everyone looks like they might stab someone in the parking lot, but the bedazzled cross hanging from the rearview mirror stops most folks from cutting out their own blood clots. The doctor has their blood work ready, so why should they worry? Doctors know everything, even other doctors. This is probably where I should precast smoke about looking up and seeing the Canadian geese flying in their iconic V, or maybe in a slapdash of pink-cured ribbon, over the highway is a successful sanctimonious market strategy of hope or freedom. I always look at them. I can't help it because I'd rather be a bird than a human being. It's a penny into a wishing well at the mall, an aquiline kid holding an iron boot with water coming out. 
were encouraged to rest here between shopping fits and wipe our kids' noses, watching the slow yarning of mall walkers gain lap after lap. I've seen some of the same people here for 20-plus years, the written wishes of captive bird teeth squeaking shark fights onto the styrofoam. It might be the consonant grip of a last song, a bargaining plea, an irregular spark in the thunder map, a torrential seedling. I'll gather up all of our coins just to get us the hell out of here. And we can meet somewhere and talk honestly about our situations. Thank you. This poem dips and dives in the most wonderful ways. We can feel the synaptic leaps. Um, can you talk a little bit about process? I wanted to start this one out with basically talking about, really this book is about me wanting to escape. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wanted to make the first poem, you know, be really explicit in that. And then um, this particular poem is a lot of memories about places that I used to hang out with and, you know, the same people I would see every day when I was a teenager. Um, and then I just kind of let it go, and I, in my work, I do a lot of collaging, so, mm-hmm. and then placing those pieces together and creates, like, a whole new other effect and um, world, and I just, that's how it came about. That's how I generally work. Yeah, um, well, this was one of my favorite pieces in the collection for a few reasons. <clears throat> one, because of Canadian geese, obviously, and uh, for any any group of people or neighborhood that knows what it's like to house a migrating group of Canadian geese, sometimes it's not very fun, and they can be mm-hmm. pretty messy. But um, <clears throat> Canadian geese just move over the country, right? They, yes. Um, they, they, they don't really live here, so to say. Um, and the things that you talk about in this poem, the content, um, there's some pretty American things in here. So it struck me as interesting, especially as a poet, when we feel like we're just visiting the places where we've lived all our life, like like we don't really belong here. How did we end up here? Yes. Um, that's kind of what I got from this poem, and I loved it. Yes, displacement is a major theme in all my poems. All right, so let's hear another one. Um, how about Woodpecker? Okay. Good morning, Sacred Heart. How can I help you? Hair salons are ready to shape with sweet oil, so I'll be dishy for the bloodmobile. I am currently studying how people say or mouth I love you. Some are transfusions, some are not. It's the woodpecker again, opening a vein. He's an expert in his buffy coat because he broke his stethoscope. Now he asks me questions like, What do I cry when I let people in? Is it part of a new age detoxification process? It's where they park during lunch hour. Near all the world's libraries, you'll find them fashioning birthing centers, my heels pinpricked from the last bloodline takeaway. We've all been here, the waiting room tapered with the stampede of being polite, the Minnesota Rice nurses chinning in their cubicle stays. Her appointment is for Wednesday at 9 o'clock, and you might have to take us inside for the last time. Thank you. So who who do you read? Who are your inspirations, or, or where did you get your start in poetry? Wanda Coleman is a huge influence on me. Mm-hmm. I love her work. I was so sad when she passed away last fall. Absolutely. Um... Let's see. Carol Meso, I adore her work and her essays about writing. Break Every Rule has been a huge influence on me. Um, let's see. So many poets. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Zhang, I love her. I love her voice. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Anna Blashevik, she's great. And Amy King, I like her too. Mm-hmm. All wonderful choices. Yeah. Um, so do you write essays as well? No, I haven't. I've tried. I've dabbled a little bit into it. 
Your, your poems move um, very much in the same way that an essay would, um, with uh, you know the idea of revelation and process, and um, I, I just think that if you wanted to try it, that you'd probably be a stellar essay writer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've read a lot of essays, and um, I do dream about writing fiction. Okay. I think that comes out a lot in my poetry, but it, it feels like such a commitment. I'm not sure that I could make the commitment. It is. Yeah, I always tell myself that's something I'll do when I'm older or something. I don't know. I've tried, but I always end up reading after ten pages. Yeah, because I think poets, we write write until the revelation, right? And then once we get there, it's like, okay, good, we got there. Now let's have another one. It's not like, oh, I have to be late for this revelation for 280 more pages. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, so for the final poem, would you please read us, Finch? Sure. If yellow or gold, you're supposed to look back while the wastelands are petered out. How you've spent it, thumb and index fingers, making scrapbooks out of recycled paper. It seems ridiculous to assume what was not there in the first place, the triage certainty of hospital business. Some of them are still surprised we can read and write after four years of obedience school. It's a damn big place. They're learning how to swear in bioacoustics. Look, even in tongues of future adaptations. There's no burning back now. The spelling names for antihistamines are more secretive in their flogging. Hint, it might be hiding in the pines of people waiting to steal gun racks. You prefer your warning label sifted after all the trash you've heard in the laboratory, sitting on a peat chignong on top of your head. This is what is necessary to the game. I believe in making radio antennas that spit garbled binoculars of tinfoil puff pastry. I've often chosen brightly, but man of war, it's some fun for the family up in here. Look at this parking lot and the budget stacks of buckshot and camel g-strings. Their house has a messy storyboard of induced gout because everywhere outside of their robo-doggy gates predicts a potential minefield. In their imaginations, this is my queenship where I'm amassing armies for pissed off brown people who will come take their homes instead of the banks. Well, all right. I never thought of myself as much of a threat sitting here in a room with cats and a space heater trying to figure out how birds flying in the sky still has relevant meaning. How not caring if it does mean more than a thesis or a carefully splattered book. The trick is believing in yourself long enough so that the words come out more or less honest vulnerability against craft. Most people will not take you seriously if you're frank about birdcage design. I tried to talk to her about the mortified mountain we live by, but she showed a line of baking powder spelling out the word park. After all these years, our fishing spot is unhealthy, where we sit on our separated benches on a cassock to Nash of concrete. Thank you very much. Um, is there anything that you want to tell us about this poem? Well, that one's really heavily about my mother. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because yeah. this poem, to me, seemed to be in conversation with the entire collection. Like, it stepped outside for a minute, looked at the collection, and interrogated it a little bit. Yes. Yes, I think you're right. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice to know that, you know, that what I think about uh, the poems is could possibly be true and that I'm not just crazy because when you read poetry and you, and you tap into um, the poet's intent or the poem's intent it can feel a little maddening right um, so do you want to talk at all about how this came into being oh let's see this one 
Is this one of those poems where you just sat down and it came out, or yeah. you had to pull it? Yeah, this one really, it came out very easily. Yeah, I was really angry with my mother and with my family in particular. I think it was around Christmas where I have all these obligations and I have to do that. I don't want to do where I'm just, you know, this awkward person again. <laughs> and um, it's good to hear what other people think, especially this poem, what you mentioned about having how this one it's kind of talking with the others. Mm -hmm. I love to hear what people really think about my poems because it usually ends up being that it's something that I've missed. Mm -hmm. I've, I'm not aware of. So thank you for your thoughts about this. Oh, well, thank you for, for writing it and for submitting it because um, I jumped on this one right away. So um, thank you for your time today and for sharing your work with us. Thank you very much. I'm, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jen Fitzgerald with New Books and Poetry reminding you to support all the arts, but especially poetry. Thank you.